welcome to It's Your Voice podcast. I am your host, Anita DeFrancesco, and this podcast is a hybrid of topics ranging anywhere from mindfulness, sexuality, and relationships. And the title, It's Your Voice, was born out of the Donna Gentili story, .com, a true crime book that I wrote, which is available on Amazon about a woman who was silenced and wanted her voice at a very young age. So this podcast is dedicated to all the voiceless women of the world. May your voice be heard. <clears throat> so today our topic is, are you dating an ego? And um, ego can be a dangerous part of the human psyche. If it's not balanced, if it is not nourished, and if it is not understood, ego basically what um, Ram Das says is that use it, enjoy it, but don't get lost in it. So the ego is something that can be a very overpowering to the human psyche, as well as the senses and the body and the mind and the character. And it can really be detrimental if we don't understand. Now, Freud talked about the id, the ego and the superego, which I'm going to get into that. But let's talk about the ego first. The ego, first of all, we have to find the pain and navigate from the pain body because the ego neglects the body. It dismisses and disconnects and distances, distances itself <clears throat> from the human body. So over time, as we learn to connect the body and mind and spirit, the ego can find its place where it is necessary. It's there for grounding. We need to have an ego. Of course, we need to have an ego. But an overdeveloped ego can look like a false self, a person who is a phony, we'll say, or they create this false self so that others will like them. And they're unaware of it because they're disconnected from the feeling in the body. They distance themselves from themselves. So our true self comes from the I am, and the ego comes after the I am. Ego is a part, the ego is a part of us that can be very occupied for survival, successes in the world. And it works, it, we work with that to set up our own identity and something that can set us above others where we have our uniqueness and identity. But again, an overdeveloped ego can be dangerous. Now, the ego needs power. So it's the power, what would power be? Material gain, superiority. Um, the ego lives in what we call the hustle, the hustle. And the hustle is good, but it's never satisfied. So <clears throat> you're listening to It's Your Voice. I'm Anita DeFrancesco. Let's take a moment and just take a breath here and think about how the ego is the hustle. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be a person that's ambitious or outgoing or that wants to get ahead, but the hustle is something that can, again, eat at your feelings. And we never want to neglect those beautiful feelings, those beautiful emotions that live within the creative body. And when the ego is never satisfied, this can be a problem. And it can be a problem in relationships. It can be a problem at work, it can be a problem with your own self love and your own self and how you feel and how your self worth is and your self esteem. 
the ego is uncomfortable in the present moment. And once the awareness of the present moment is there, this would be death for the ego. So when we become more aware of in the, the here and now, as Eckhart Tolle would say, the the um, the ego dissolves. And the way we dissolve the ego is through meditation, is through connecting to the essences and the senses of the body, as I teach in Tantra Wisdom. I'm a love and relationship coach, psychotherapist. And um, But what happens is when we get to that present moment and the ego dies sometimes you may need support because it's it's it can be very um it can be very painful for someone to let go of their ego why because ego is is there for people maybe for that have been abandoned or they've they've created this ego they've built this ego because they were abandoned as a child or they they it's their survivor skills and we understand that but we want to help you to have better relationships in life um, so that, and, and, and to be open to your feelings. And if you don't have your feelings, it's like you're not living because life is really about emotion and feelings. Now, when the ego <clears throat> is in its state of mind where it has to be in control and powerful, this is what I call sometimes looks like a vampire. They become vampirish. They steal your power. They can steal your power in the moment. They can shut you down. They can take um, kindness for weakness. They, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they can put you in a box, condescend you, belittle you, and judge you. And sometimes we don't even know that this is happening, or we just take it because the ego is so powerful. So this is why I call this uh, this topic: Are you dating an ego? Because Sometimes we are dating someone that's a powerful ego and we wonder why we're getting hurt or feeling like the victim in the end. So the ego is at play when it's obsessed in the past thoughts. Ego's equally fixated on the future. <clears throat> For example, when is the next vacation? When is the next um, sex, sexual moment? Um, the perfect relationship that may not even happen is where the ego gets fixated on the future, on something that could be perfect, something that could be uh, the fullness or the full package that may never happen, which probably will never happen. But this is where the ego is, lives in between obsession of the past and fixated on the future because they avoid the present moment. Now they're avoiding the present moment because they're lacking self-love or they are void or empty. But then again, this voidness and emptiness can be, can be reinforced and empowered through aliveness. So sometimes some of us are just trying to get in touch with our aliveness. And to get in touch with your aliveness means to connect with other people on a real authentic level. That means being honest and coming to the present moment, or at least by connecting with more people, a person that has a very overdeveloped ego can learn how to tap into feeling and re reduce the shame or rebuild the self and get rid of some of the resistances that put them in fear about being in the present. So egos, you people, you ego people out there, Stop obsessing on the past and stop being fixated on the future. 
They love attention. An ego, overdeveloped ego person, character, loves attention. They, the hate is again in the now, in the present moment. So this is where we have to come back to because it is the present moment is the only moment that is really what we call the aliveness of your being. Now, egos, they love a good fight. They will fight you. They will be on the defense that they love. Egos are great at arguing uh, when it comes to sports. That's one of their biggest favorite things sometimes if they are, have an overdeveloped ego, that they just love a good fight. And they'll fight with you, not because they're right. It's just because they need that stimulation. And why do they need that stimulation? People need stimulation to feel their aliveness, not necessarily to fill the void or the emptiness, there's a lot more work that has to be done if you are empty or if you have a void. But to feel alive after a lockdown, a year of a lockdown, a lot of us lost that that um, that connection to, to other people, the sensibility of uh, being um, a normal, authentic person. Now, <clears throat> as a Tantra yoga teacher, we teach you Yoga can teach you to achieve your freedom from your false self. And what, what we call it is dissolving your ego. So you want to, we, we teach you how to ground yourself in the present moment. And the poses actually do that. You don't, know, you don't have to be very flexible to do yoga. But when you do the poses and you repetitively, repeatedly do these poses um, once a week or whatever you choose to do, I would say once a week, that this gives you a sense of groundedness and creates, it helps to break the patterns and this reinforces a new sense of a pattern that can help you to dissolve your ego. It helps you to ground yourself. So that's something to look into for those of you who have overdeveloped egos. You may not even know you have an overdeveloped ego <laughs> unless someone tells you or points it out to you. Now, Freud, he talks about the id, the ego, superego. The id is the source of all the psychic energy. <clears throat> So your id is basically your foundation, and that can be overdeveloped as well. Let's take a breath in, folks. We're listening to It's Your Voice, a podcast by me, Anita De Francesco. And this, we're talking, our topic today is, are you dating an ego? I find it funny because I just feel like people are so ego-bound these days, being um, a spiritual, metaphysical healer that I am and having done the work and transformed into my higher power from a very young age, but I'm here to help you folks. Um, the id part of ourselves needs immediate gratification. So think of a baby. Well, they want to have all their desires and needs met instantly. When they cry, they want to be held. They want to be fed. And if we were ruled by this id, this pleasure principle of when we cry or need to be touched or held, and we instantly get it, we would be taking from others. So the id is the foundation, but the boundaries are shaped then at that age, because of course, when the baby cries, the infant, the mother feeds it and touches it, but not always. Uh, but we need to have that boundary because the, we can't be ruled by what we call the pleasure principle. And if you are, you're in trouble. <laughs> um, and also the id can be disruptive. It's disruptive, out of control, and it's a primal force. So um, 
it's developed from the ego and the superego. So the id, again, is that foundation, but the ego and the superego develop this, shape it. And, and that's, that's normal balance of id, ego, superego. Now, the ego is responsible for dealing with reality. Again, the present moment, folks. If you have a hard time accepting reality or being in the present moment, and some people that have a hard time being in the present moment generally can turn to drugs, alcohol, uh, uh, sex addiction, or anything in life that would take them away from reality. We need the ego and id balance. The superego emerges at about age five, as Freud says. And what that gives us, the superego, our sense of ideals and standards, uh, right and wrong. It tries, what the superego does is help, helps us to become civil. It helps us to civilize and refine our behaviors from a young age. So, of course, boundaries are there. There's compassion. There's um, a lot of different teaching that goes on and role modeling as well. But to civilize ourselves as a human being. The, the superego is present not only in the conscious mind, but the pre-conscious mind and the unconscious mind. And it works to suppress the urges. So the urges would be the impulses. If you have impulses that are out of control, like the only impulse, I, there's many impulses. Sometimes, it, did you ever hear yourself say, I did this and, ah, oh, I'm sorry I did it. I did it out of impulse. Or I went and bought this expensive piece of clothing and I did it out of impulse and now I'm broke. So the impulse is, is, is what the superego helps to suppress that. And that's why we need superego to help us balance and civilize our, and, and again, it gets back to emotions. So emotions are a great part of this whole thing. And then the essences, the senses of the body, the somatic body, which people don't even know a lot about yet. Now, all three of these interact. You have a good ego is a strength that can manage all three. So if you have a good ego, strong, but I don't mean overdeveloped, strong, conviction, assertion, you're able to stand your ground. Too much ego or too little can be unyielding and disruptive. So too much or too little. <clears throat> if you have an overdominant id, again, it's impulsive, uncontrollable, and the overdominant id can even be criminal in our world. So criminals, young teenagers, people in their 20s that are criminals out there, they may have an overdeveloped uh, id. So, continuing here on It's Your Voice, I'm your host, Anita De Francesco, and our topic is, are you dating an ego? Now, the overly dominant superego is moralistic and judgmental. They can generally cannot accept anyone that they perceive to be bad or wrong. So there again, they're not in the present moment. They spend a lot of time judging, condescending, belittling. So if someone looks wrong to them or they perceive that, they cannot accept that. So that, that superego, if, if the superego is not, again, shaped and balanced, we're, we're interacting with the id and the ego, there can be another issue there going on. So how do we make peace with our ego, folks? Well, I know in yoga you can dissolve it by um, setting your ground in those poses, Standing your ground in the poses over and over. And again, you don't have to be that flexible to do yoga. We're already at war, folks, with ourselves. I mean, we really are at war with ourselves. So one way to, beside yoga, there's many ways to build 
the practices to bring awareness to your body. We need to step into the body. Reactive egoic patterns that cause harm to us and our world. So some of us are living living in what we call reactive egoic patterns that cause harm to us and our world. So people that have an overdeveloped ego don't respond well to criticism. Oh, do, do I know this so well? Half of my family has an overdeveloped ego. And to criticize someone with an overdeveloped ego, forget about it, folks. They become defensive, hateful, almost as if they're going to kill you. Um, it strengthens the ego for them when they become defensive. But what it does is hamper their personal growth. And you talking them blue in the face or trying to enlighten them or empower them in the moment, forget about it. Forget about it, I say, because it doesn't work. They need to go and actually do the transformational work with a guided teacher, healer, coach. It's useless to enlighten them. That's where you start the arguments. And then you become somewhat of an egoic type. So dissolving this ego, it's the heaviness of our soul, folks. The heaviness of the soul is the ego. Navigating the head chatter. How do you navigate this head chatter? Letting go. Navigating through the heaviness. The unresolved mind, lack of awareness. The hypnotic state of grandeur that is living in and around the orbit of that ego. So let's just take a breath. You've been listening to It's Your Voice. I am your host, Anita DeFrancesco, and I just want to leave you with an ego is a beautiful place, but it should not be overworked and we should not get lost in it, as Ram Dass says. Thank you for tuning in to It's Your Voice, Anita DeFrancesco, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>